Hello, everyone. Welcome to the EUG podcast. I'm here with Ninja. Andy Varela, how are you, brother? How is everything? I'm good, brother. Nice. You just know, right? How was the training today? It was tough, man. Um, Kennedy's an animal. It's cool. It's good. How how was the experience, you think? Um, It was good. I, I, uh, my back's been injured, so I haven't been able to do like that many situationals. So doing that yeah. many situationals is good because I needed that. Yeah, but, it was a little frustrating, right? No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. It was good for me. I needed it. Yeah, I was like I was happy. I was dying, but I was happy because <laughs> I was like, I need this really bad. He's good. <laughs> nice, nice. So we'll get into. So um, let's talk a little bit about your childhood and your upbringing. Where uh, you know, just tell me a little bit about that, and also where you grew up. Okay, uh, originally I'm from El Paso, Texas. Um, all the way west in the very corner, like on the border of Mexico. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty far from, like, Austin and Houston and all those places. But, yeah, small town, Texas, um, pretty normal upbringing, just played sports, uh, went to school, you know, played yeah. video games, just like every other kid, probably. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, growing up, how did you get introduced to uh no geek grappling, jujitsu itself. Like, at what age did you find yourself? Uh, um, so I didn't start grappling, doing jujitsu till I was twenty. Um, but I, my dad used to fight and do MMA and stuff. Okay. So um, in high school, I kind of wrestled on my own without their permission. They didn't really want me doing it. <laughs> so I kind of did it there. And then he was teaching at a gym at a Ten Planet actually. Um, after I finished high school, and he still didn't want me training and stuff. Uh, he wanted me going to college. And I was trying to go to college to be a firefighter, but I really didn't like it. So I asked him if I could come train. And then, yeah, at the age of 21, I had my first MMA fight. Okay. So that. at what age did you start doing jiu-jitsu? At 20? 20. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you started, you didn't start like every, all these new generation kids no, coming no, up. No, no. So you're yeah, nice. Yeah, so the last time, I'm 30 now, so the last 10 years, which is still a long time, kind of. But yeah, it's definitely started like older. For and sure. you said, okay, this is something I want to do professionally, or you just got into it, just like, okay, let uh, me try this. I wanted to be in the UFC. That was the goal. Okay. Um, so I put like all my marbles into fighting, traveling, getting good at MMA. And then more down the line, when I moved down to Vegas, I found out there was a new level of jiu-jitsu. Like, I rolled with Mikey Musumezi, Hinato, and all these different guys. Yeah. And I was really intrigued at how next level there was, right. you know, the possibility there was. So then I kind of started pursuing grappling really hard. Nice, nice, I nice. I really fell in love with, like, that challenge. Yeah. And the MMA part, let's mm-hmm. go there. Um, how was the experience? How the first, your first fight... Did you do any amateurs? You yeah, just yeah. okay. Um, I had seven amateur fights. I won all of them. I got a little king of the cage belt. Nice. Um, then I won my first two pro fights, and then <laughs> I finally took my first loss after I was being an asshole. <laughs> you know, you stop training, you think you're good, and then some random dude kicks your ass and you're yeah. pissed. But um, and then I won another fight. And then I lost another fight, which was my last fight against a really good guy. But yeah, that was my last fight about four years ago. Nice. And what did you what did you learn from your losses? You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of fighters they don't understand. Like yeah. they 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 start doubting themselves, and they're like, I don't know, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. I've I've gone through that too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, man, I don't know if I I'm built for this, right? Mm-hmm. How'd you how'd you take that? Um, I think. 
for me, I wasn't really used to winning in the first place. You know, I think that no, as a young child, I wasn't really raised to constantly be known to win constantly and everything have you go your way, you know? Um, so as I got older, I think losses I dealt with a little easier, but they still motivated me the same, you know? So I think it was good that I was able to keep myself level not get too high on my wins and not to get too low on my losses, which keeps me going and motivated, honestly. Nice, nice, nice. So your move to Vegas, was that an MMA uh, change that you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Or was it just, you know what, I'm going to go out there, see see what's out there? What, what was the... So about the age of 25, I was kind of like at a point where I wasn't getting good training in El Paso where I lived. It was very hard to find training partners or anyone who was serious. So that's when I reached out to Casey, moved to Vegas, and trying to do MMA. That's what I wanted to do originally. Mm -hmm. But then I took that fight. I I injured my knee uh, in LFA. And then after that, I kind of just put down MMA for a while and started pursuing grappling really hard. So after ADCC, I'll definitely be going back to MMA. Nice, nice, nice. And um, now you're teaching Mm -hmm. Mm full-time at 10th Planet Las Vegas. A great coach Casey, great guy. Um, how how do you feel you, you're being an athlete to an instructor? How's that has a how's a, how how has that benefited you? Um, it, I guess it's benefited me uh, paying attention to technique. Right, I don't want to be out here looking dumb, you know, <laughs> teaching class and I'm just totally don't know what's going on. So I think it's really helped me focus on the technique and pay attention to what I'm doing, um, and then. Uh, also just gives me a different perspective like as an athlete you don't ever have to tell me to get in the gym you don't ever have to tell me to work hard or you know push myself so then being a coach like it's hard because i I gotta deal with that like students or athletes who don't necessarily want that right right right. and i just don't get it sometimes i'm like yelling at them wanting to push them and they're like bro why are you in my face you know it's it's hard understanding that balance but but you have a great kids program man i've seen some of your kids out there in in the tournament scene Mm -hmm. You've done a great job with all those little kids and, you know, the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it feel to, to see that? It's cool because, again, I didn't, I didn't like kids. I don't, <laughs> I, I didn't like, when I moved here, I didn't want to coach kids at all. That was the main thing I didn't want. And then I got stuck only teaching kids at first. And eventually I took over all the programs, but I had ended up loving it. And then now that it's like kind of four years down the line, I have them all kind of built up so it's easier and funner and you know like yeah, yeah. it's cool helping the new generation as well yeah, yeah. I mean, i'm sure you know you're yeah, yeah i do I, you know i love I, for me i think um teaching kids was probably the best thing yeah adults i feel like adults come and go yeah, and it's yeah. frustrating because you put in all that time with them and then you're like man like they go and i get it some some people they life gets in the way mm-hmm. and for other people they're like oh yeah i'm gonna take some time off and then they want to get the itch and then they they're like whoa yeah. Why'd you leave in the first place? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're definitely, there's a lot more to do with kids. Like, you have them for longer, they listen more, like, they're motivated. Adults are sometimes in and out. In and out, yeah. in and out. As, does it get frustrating sometimes? You're like, man, come on, like, I, if I'm here putting 120%, ride with me. Like, yeah. I'm here I'm here to ride, like, I'm, and I'm here also to help you, mm-hmm. like, you know, try to get in here more as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's frustrating for sure. Uh, I think sometimes we like want the most out of every single person, you know, but I think what I have going on right now is good. 
But yeah, definitely you as a coach or as an instructor or a leader, you want everyone to be on board always. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a great uh, up and coming blue belts I've been seeing out there. Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, the Rosa brothers and some mm-hmm. other guys that you got going there. So Rosa Brothers, yes, we got Ortiz Bros, you got guys like Adam, um, a bunch of young blue belts who are exciting, you know, and they're kind of like, it's cool because the new generation is kind of headed more towards like an exciting wrestling style, trying a lot of stuff, risking a lot, and I don't know, I think it's making for like cool athletes, and they're blue belts, you know, so as they grow and their technique's going to come along and, and it's crazy like they're just they're so good already and they're so young when i was like i wish i was like you yeah, when i was there, right <laughs> when i was fucking that young i was yeah I because was my career i didn't start until i was 30 yeah so yeah. i'm in the same boat oh, you know what i mean like i know that I didn't start till I was 30 Damn. to start start training jiu-jitsu. I, I got invited by uh, Jamie Hara, Kukuyat in uh, Sacramento that invited me. And I was like, what is this? I'm going to roll around with sweaty man. I'm like, nah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about ADCC mm-hmm. 2022. Let's talk first about the trials. Mm-hmm. You had an amazing uh, performance at the trials. Tell me a little bit about uh, how, how you felt at the trials. At the trials, I felt... Basically, like, no one could beat me. I felt mentally just, like, ready to uh, to win it all, honestly. So it was pretty surprising to me when I didn't win it all. You know, I made one mistake at the in the finals that cost me it, but, um, you know, we're, we're in there, so I'm excited. You know, I'm happy, but yeah. definitely I felt good. Yeah, you look, you look sharp. I mean, you went up with amazing competition. Mm-hmm. Um, every fight was... A barn burner, mm-hmm. you know, and now you had the opportunity to go into ADCC, 77 kilos. What do you think about the division? Um, the division is crazy stacked <laughs> from top to bottom. There's not a single match that I'm going to have that's going to be easy. And that's what I want, you know. Um, for the last two, three years, I've had nothing but easy matches. So I'd expect nothing less at ADCC, you know. So it's going to be really exciting biggest event in history you know it's gonna be a crazy show spectacle so yeah they look uh most doing a, an amazing job with with the this year's adcc um if you had a choice to have somebody the first round who, who would it be <laughs> um shoot because i know you've trained with uh Hinato, which is also in that roberto as well i'm, I'm guessing yeah, you've trained yeah. so a lot of the guys you've you move with right it's a little bit different but yeah. It's like okay, you know yeah. what would be what would be your way to victory? Like you think, hey, you know what? If I had this, what would it be? I think ideally in my head, I'm gonna get like Dante Leon or Cade first, and then which I would love. I think mm-hmm. those are stylistic matchups that I should win, um, and then second. I'm going to get PJ for sure. I think they make 10 Planet guys. They'll fight in the second, yeah, yeah. They make them go in the second round. So I'll get PJ again, second, and then... And you fought him before. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of have an idea of how... And I'm sure you guys have trained before. Yeah, exactly. Um, you said Ty, Ty Rotolo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or Kate. Kate. Or Kate, Kate Rotolo. You match up very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you guys have a similar style, like go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Um 
the wrestling's dynamic, the 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 guillotine I think is gonna come into play. The Dars comes into play. You guys both have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then PJ, you've trained with him. How do you see your fight with? Uh, I think Mikael's in that one as well, yeah. right? Yes. How, what do you think about about that matchup? I think Mikael's the hardest stylistic matchup in that division. Like uh, he. He's very like calm and slow, and he doesn't put himself at risk too much, and then he explodes, and he looks very strong, and I haven't felt him. But he's big guys like Pedro Mourinho and like all these <laughs> hammers, so you know that kid's strong. Yeah. But, yeah, stylistically, I think he's kind of the weirdest one that I kind of have to figure out. Um, I don't see anyone submitting him or anything, so that one's definitely a puzzle. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely excited. I'm there to win, you know. Um, so any matchup they give me, I'm excited for. Nice. And where does this confidence, Andy, come from? Like, I, you've said it a couple of times, like, I'm going to win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I think it comes from how hard I work. Like, I honestly don't feel like anyone's going to make me quit in whatever time limit we go. So we get one match, 15 minutes, one match, 15 minutes. And I'm going to be able to go all matches. And I think that what I've been working on, I think it's going to be hard to get a hold of me and hard to take me down. And it, I think it's going to be a big factor. I noticed that during ADC's trials, you had very good wrestling. It was hard for them to, to hold you down. Yeah. You got to the finals with Tackett, and it was, like you said, it was like that little tiny yeah. mistake. Like, you had it, right? Yeah. Um, I think, stylistically, you match up very well with a, a lot of these guys at 77 mm-hmm. because they're you've got that dynamic, you know, scrambles and, mm-hmm. and style. Um how do you feel if you got Hanato uh, in the first round? Would that feel kind of awkward? Or? Dude, yeah, that'd be that'd be the roughest one. Like, that's one that I don't want to have to go against him just because like he's he's dear to me. Like he's right. a good friend to me. Yeah, like, of course. Raquel, him, um, they're a big help in like getting me motivated in jiu-jitsu. Right. So it would be weird, but you know we got to do what we got to do. We rolled a lot, so we know what would happen. Um, if he's able to get on top and pass on me, that'd be very difficult. If I'm able to get on top of him, right. it'd be very difficult. So we we know, but yeah, I can't say too much. But yeah, nice, nice. Roberto as well, right? Yeah, Roberto's Roberto's a demon, bro. He's, right, he's tricky. He's he's one, he's he's one, one of those guys you don't know what to expect, yeah, right? He, he's one that no one's talking about right now because he's kind of like MIA a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know he's been he's, quiet. Yeah, he's been very quiet. And uh, he's one that's like lurking in the shadows, <laughs> just waving. just low key, yeah, right? Yeah, Underground. Yeah. He's very good back takes, very good wrestling, good cardio. I mean, it's crazy because the whole division is kind of like all all gas, no breaks, but like in it very is. different ways. Yes. Know? So it's cool. It's yes, and then Lucas Lepre just pulled out. Yeah. Right, and they bring in. Big hands. Yeah, big hands. Yeah. Really. You ever had the opportunity to train with him or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I beat him at trials, um, so I kind of know what he feels like. So I don't feel much of a threat from him, you know. Um, him, Taza, guys. I beat. I beat. I think four guys in the division already. And so. Tackett is also in there. Yeah, yeah. And I have that ready for that match. There you go. He, he, he beat me. <laughs> he beat me at trials. You know, I messed up going for a fucking gilly, and I know that. And this time, that's just not going to happen. So nice, I'm very nice, confident nice. going into ADCC. And after ADCC, after you win, mm-hmm. what is what is the future hold for you? Do you have any plans outside? Obviously, you said you're going to be doing MMA. Uh-huh. Um, is there plans of maybe opening your own academy or, you know, 
something outside of the industry that you're doing? Um, I think that for right now, I'll be pursuing my athletic career mm -hmm. um, while I'm young and able. Um, I feel very good and strong right now. Um, not right now because of my back, but I, in general, you know, I feel I'm at my best, my fastest, my healthiest. Yeah. So I definitely want to give it a shot at MMA. I think there's a... I spent a lot of years striking and wrestling and stuff, so I think that's a huge factor for me to hop back in. Like, it'd be almost criminal not to go try. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I need to go do that, let my heart be at rest with that, and then eventually down the line, of course, I'll open a gym and, you know, nice, focus nice, on nice. that future gym. I think you would do a great job. Obviously, you were doing a great job here being an instructor. Mm -hmm. um, if you had a message for the new generation of, the, of grapplers that are coming up and MMA fighters, what would be something that you'd want to... Um, I guess for the future for generation, just keep uh, keep pushing the sport, you know, like everyone's till now has done their part. And I think for it to get to mainstream, for it to get to like on ESPN, all these big things that we want, um, it's up to the future generation, you know. Of course, what we're doing now is helping a lot, but that future generation is going to be a huge part of uh, helping the sport grow. So um, to you guys out there, just... Be ready to put the sport on your back and carry it. You know, you guys have yeah. a good blueprint. Now I think that it's time for everyone just to go keep uh, elevating the sport. Nice. One last question. Your prediction on um, Gordon and, and Andre. Yeah. It sucks because I love, I love uh, Galvao so much, like as far as his style and the right. way he is and his students. But it's going to be tough to be Gordon. Yeah. I think he's just he's too big, like... Height-wise, frame-wise, you know, I don't think Galvao's going to be able to hang on his head as much as he'd like. Like he did on Felipe on yeah, the last one, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be almost the opposite. Gordon's going to be able to collar tie him a lot and get him a little bit tired. But it'll be interesting, you know. He, Galvao's, yeah, Galvao's Galvao, yeah, right? Galvao's He's going to come. Yeah. yeah, you can't count that guy yeah, out. That's but. true, man. But, man, Andy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate you. If there's any shout-outs or anything you want to, you know, yeah. Give out there. It's your time. Um, first of all, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the training. Um, and then to my sponsors out there, thank you, Scott Groves, Dan Hart, Level Black, Tech Monkey. I appreciate you guys helping for mm. making ADCC easy. That shit. Nice. Like, and how can people find you? Uh, yeah, um, on Instagram. It's the only social media I have, ninja.andyvarela. Uh, yeah. Perfect day. Come check him out, ADCC 2022. He's going to put on a show. Thank you guys for joining us today. Again, keep evolving. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. Thank appreciate you. Bro. you. I appreciate you, you, bro. Easy. Of course.